0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 253, The Psychology of Notifications, How to Send Triggers That Work, by Nir Ayal and Hamina Vengocha with nearandfar.com. And I'm Dan. I am here every single day reading to you from some of the best blogs we can find on entrepreneurship and we're going to get right to today's post from Near and Far, as we optimize your life. The Psychology of Notifications, How to Send Triggers That Work, by Near Ayal and Hamina Van Gocha of nearandfar.com. In his famed experiments, Ivan Pavlov trained his dogs to associate mealtime with the ring of a bell. Pavlov found he could elicit an involuntary physical response in his dogs with a simple jingle. Every time his bell rang, the dogs began to salivate. Today, the beeps, buzzes, rings, flags, pushes, and pings blasting from our phones prompt a similar response. They are the Pavlovian bell of the 21st century, and they get us to check our tech incessantly. However, as powerful as these psychological cues are, people are not drooling dogs. Your product's users can easily uninstall or turn off notifications that annoy them. What makes an effective psychological trigger? How can you be sure that the notifications you're sending are welcome and lead to higher engagement instead of driving users away? Here are a few tenets of notifications that engage users instead of alienating them. One, good triggers are well-timed. Great apps create an instantaneous link between an emotional itch and the salve the service provides. To create this mental connection, effective messages are thoughtfully timed. There are two kinds of triggers as described in Nir's book, Hooked: How to Build Habit-Forming Products. They are: first, external triggers. An external trigger is a cue in the user's environment that provides information for what to do next: a button telling the user to click here, tweet this, or play now are all examples of external triggers. And internal triggers. An internal trigger, on the other hand, relies upon associations in the user's mind to prompt actions. The most frequent internal triggers are emotions. When we're feeling lonely, we check Facebook. When we're uncertain, we Google. When we're bored, we watch YouTube videos, check Reddit, or scroll Pinterest. Habit-forming products align the external trigger, a push notification, for example, with the moment when the internal trigger is felt, say the feeling of uncertainty or boredom. The closer the timing of the external trigger is with the internal trigger, the sooner the association is formed. For instance, imagine you have a connecting flight and only 40 minutes to spare. As soon as you land, you're worried about which gate to go to next and how long it will take you to get there. You turn your phone off airplane mode and voila, there's a notification from your airline with all the right information. Your boarding time, gate number, and whether your departure is on time are presented at the moment you're most likely to feel anxious. Now you can get to your next connection without having to frantically scan one of the terminal's crowded departure screens. By providing information at the moment the user is likely to need it, the app builds credibility, trust, and loyalty. Two, effective triggers are actionable. Good triggers prompt action while vague or irrelevant messages annoy users. It's important that a trigger cue a specific and simple behavior. For instance, notifications from WhatsApp make it easy for users to check the latest update on a thread and respond accordingly. Their notifications are simple, focused, and instruct the user what to do next. The intended action prompted by the notification can also occur outside the app itself. Google Now tells users when to leave for an appointment based on what it knows about their location, traffic conditions, and mode of transport. Google Now can tell the user, Leave by 11.25 a.m. to arrive on time. Three, a good trigger sparks intrigue. A bit of curiosity goes a long way when it comes to prompting specific intended actions. Triggers entice users to swipe to learn more when there's some mystery regarding what they might find if they do. TimeHop, for instance, sends a cheeky notification that reads, no way, that was really you? and prompting the users to open the app. To see the photo, users need to simply swipe. It helps that TimeHop's messaging is lightweight and humorous enough to be out of the ordinary. Of course, if TimeHop used the same copy every day, their notifications would prove less compelling over time. Variability stimulates curiosity and can make a notification worth checking. The element of surprise, or a bit of the unexpected, can make users more likely to respond to a notification, so don't send the same notification again and again. Building for the ping All of us experience the annoyances of poorly designed notifications and triggers. Irrelevant, ill-timed, or repetitive triggers grate on us like fingernails on a chalkboard. The worst offenders bear the wrath of fickle users who stop using, unsubscribe, or uninstall products that don't respect the rules of building good triggers. By integrating thoughtful, interesting, and actionable triggers that are closely coupled with users' deeper needs, designers can build notifications that people look forward to engaging with. You just listened to the post titled The Psychology of Notifications, How to Send Triggers That Work by Near Ayal and Hamina Vengocha of nearandfar.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Slash Startup, so just go to indeed.com/slash/startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com/slash/startup, terms and conditions apply. And thanks so much to Nir for letting us read his content here. Uh, His name and site, by the way, are spelled N-I-R. And this post in particular was co-authored with Amina Van who was previously a design researcher at Twitter. She's a user researcher, writer, and illustrator whose work on personal and professional development has been published in Inc., The Washington Post, Newsweek, and Huffington Post. She's the author of the book, Listen Like You Mean It, Reclaiming the Lost Art of True Connection. And in addition to Twitter, she also previously worked at Pinterest and LinkedIn. You can check out her writing, speaking, consulting, and a lot more at AminaVengocha.com and that name is a little bit long to spell out for you, so just check out the original article linked in this episode's description for the spelling. And of course, thank you to Nier as well for always letting us share his work. Come by nearandfar.com for more, and again, Nir is spelled N-I-R. And that is gonna do it for today. As always, I thank you so much for being here and for clicking subscribe in the podcast app of your choosing. So have a great rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow for the Friday show. That is where your optimal life awaits.